Good day. Welcome to The Trending Place. This is The Trend Podcast with Justin A. Williams, and I'm here to bring you content from all across the spectrum. Today is no different. Today we have Hayrim Jeon. She is an award-winning and world-renowned pianist and jazz artist. She has a great collection and a great album out that's called Groove Tude. I've been listening to her whole collection, and it's really, really, really impressive. So I want to say hello to her, and um, welcome her to the podcast. So how's it going, Hayrim? How's, how, how's everything? Oh, it's going great. And actually, this will be our finals week at Berkeley College. So everyone is wrapping up, busy, and taking final exams and giving final exams. And uh, it's it's really, you know, wonderful to finish our semester like this. Tomorrow, uh, my ensemble, students' ensemble, mm-hmm. uh, solo piano improvisations of Kiss Jerry, they're having their concert as it last uh, at 1 o'clock. So I'm getting... Uh, flyers <laughs> all around, the reminders or the emails. So uh, it's it's just very busy, but at the same time, it's very fun to doing these things for my students before they go home. Yeah, it's amazing. So I have a question for you about teaching, right? So one, you are the first uh, Korean American woman to teach at Berkeley. Is that true? That's correct. Uh, just in general, you know, not just a woman. Oh, but wow. I'm the first Korean faculty member, which I feel very proud. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's one of my accomplishments because there are many uh, students, of course, mm-hmm. uh, body of members, Korean students. At the same time, uh, we have few Korean faculty mm-hmm. uh, got hired afterwards. So all different departments across college, we have some Korean faculty. Uh, but in 2010, I became the first uh, Korean faculty. So I uh, am very proud and I'm very happy to be in this position to help out my students. That's great. Now, is there a great jazz scene in Korea or uh, what, what, what early on inspired you to get into jazz above all else? I mean, I know a lot of people, um, you know, when they're picking their career, they, uh-huh. they usually embody something about it since they're a kid. Did you it's fall in correct. love with jazz when you were young or... So I have to tell you, um, I didn't even know like the the kind of word the jazz was exist until like when my, in my teens. Okay. So I grew up playing key, uh, you know, classical music mm-hmm. as a lot of Asian musicians mm-hmm. do, and I started when I was three years old, uh, starting playing piano. My mom, my mom. Wow, loved music, especially she loved piano. Mm-hmm. So as soon as she found out, maybe she saw something in me like, oh, she's talented, whatever she saw. Mm-hmm. And said, so, oh, she took me to the piano, you know, private lesson teacher. And she basically like, you can you try to teach her if she can teachable, you know? And uh, my teacher's first time, she thought maybe we'll wait another year or so. She's just a little too, you know, too young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was like, oh, try once and, you know, make a decision, you know? So uh, she gave me the first lesson and went on. I just took the right lesson after that. Um, so I just loved whatever I learned on the piano. So classical repertoires I loved. Uh, at the same time, I found myself always enjoy playing by ear. Mm. So any cartoon movie, mm-hmm. uh, anything that my mom plays on the record, and then I'll listen to it, and then I'll just come, and then I'll start playing. And my mom also said, like, if someone comes to my house and they start singing, 
that would accompany accompany them. Oh, wow. And if their key was not a little too high or too low, I was just like, I'll change the key for them so I can company mm-hmm. <laughs> automatically. I loved doing those things. So I just didn't know that was kind of uh, my nature, you know, playing by ear and making things up and yeah. play with other people, you know, yeah. just in general. There was kind of basis, foundation mm-hmm. of jazz. Mm-hmm. So it was in my teens, first time I ever heard Oscar Peterson. Of course, jazz was not that popular in Korea at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got to introduce by uh, one of the, uh, one of uh, Berkeley graduates. And she taught me a little bit about different people like Bill Evans and, you know, all these amazing jazz musicians. Mm-hmm. The first person that I would fell in love with was Oscar Peterson. And the reason why, as you can see, he also has a classical background. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what he, whatever he was doing with the trio, um, that I was excited. I just would, you know, somebody told me uh, he was improvising. You know, wow. and I was like, wow, how, how does he do that? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what does he do? And it was right. like, just fascinating. So that's how I started digging to more in jazz. Wow. Uh, so in Korea, again, when I was a student, I mean, teenager, uh, wasn't as popular. Mm-hmm. But I would say over the years, there were so many Berkeley graduates went back to Korea and they start teaching. Uh, and also there is a Korean, actually, international jazz festival, which I've played twice as an inaugurator, 2004. Uh, I, you know, I brought my trio there. And 2009, I brought my, uh, you know, uh, Terry Lynn Carrington and Dave Liebman and also, uh, James, oh, well, at the time it was, James was actually, James Genus was on my record, but in the John Lagood, uh, we went to Korea. I took them to Korea and we played there. So now we, how many years? 2004. So it's almost like 20 years they have had this international jazz festival and very successful. That's amazing. So a lot of people, jazz is not thing, uh, something very strange to them. Mm-hmm. It's, they want to know about jazz and they love, uh, different kinds of jazz. There's Seoul Jazz Festival as well. Um, you know, of course, the Java, Indonesia, yeah. the uh, festival as well is very, very popular. So I would say over the years, since I've been here as a student, um, jazz became very popular, I would say. That's amazing. You know, I, I, I grew up with jazz, but I grew up with uh, two different kinds of jazz, I would say. I grew mm-hmm. up with the kind of jazz that was um, popular in the 90s yeah. with the smooth yeah. jazz, a lot of saxophone. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Richard Elliott was, is one of my favorites, Dave Koz, um, Dave Sanborn. Um, but, uh-huh. you know, I also really liked Coltrane and Miles Davis. Uh, mm. I loved, uh, as I've said to you before, I love Charlie Mingus trio. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Brubeck is a, I'm a big fan of him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, as I've, as I, as you can notice, all those are males. Um, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, there, there, there's something I think, um, uh, in your playing on Groovetude, uh, mm. your latest album, there's something mm. deeply, um, intuitive about your, your way of playing. Um, it, it, and for the fa- for fans of jazz that are out there, if you like, uh, um, uh, a kind of jazz that is, is very, very, very reminiscent of classical jazz, but also has very a lot of spontane, spontaneity in it. Um, mm-hmm. This is the album for you. I mean, what 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 do you, when you're playing? Do you have the notes already pre-planned in your head, or is it something where you're just completely feeling it? 
Well, it's it's very. I, I first of all, I really appreciate that you listen to my album and kind of yeah. come up with your own words, to even describing it, because yeah. you don't really think about what you do. You right, know, when right, you do, right, it, you right. just do it, and somebody else is like that's what you do, and you start thinking that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I want to tell you, of course, improvisation is kind of um, it's not always about spontaneity. You know, mm. it's about something uh, you play spontaneously, but everything will be probably you in the past how you've mm. been influenced how you've been practiced how who you listen to right. will be the ingredients of that improvisation right, right. you're not going to come up with something you never thought about or you who you, who you are not actually right, so right. you basically come out from within mm. so i would say i don't necessarily think about every single note in advance or my ideas some people are really good at that and Berkeley is really good at that too. So they teach a lot of like leaks, I would say, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to practice like all 12 kids, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, when I was students, my, all my teachers were very, very, uh, emphasized on how important to learn jazz vocabulary, mm -hmm. jazz leaks, which is, which I've done and I'm all of, a lot of my students still does, mm -hmm. which I think is very, very important. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't want to be just, sounds like anybody else sure. you know it's that's one of the most important thing being a jazz musician so you want to have your own color you want to have your own voice right so i always uh when i start playing i feel like i'm a singer mm. on the piano so i hear with the groove whomever i'm playing with the drummer or bass you know or someone else and i just immerse myself into that yeah, moment yeah. And I start listening to them, even if it's the same arrangement, same song, even my own arrangement, everyone plays so differently. Right. And I start listening how they interpret this, uh, my own arrangement. And I start listening and then I go with it. Mm -hmm. And I start singing and just playing on the piano. I'm not singing with a vocal, but mm -hmm. I'm singing my phrases, my, my improvisation with uh -huh. uh, my own skills on the right, piano. Right. So I think that, like you said, it became more spontaneous because of the words, you know, whom I playing with, what they playing. I tried to call and respond, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that's probably what you heard, yeah. you know. And over the years, I think your your kind of the way of your your improvisation changes too, mm -hmm. you know, the way. I used to be a lot more spontaneous and a lot more chromatic, a lot more, uh, I would say, more free mm -hmm. uh, kind of ideas and love to play motor, mm -hmm. motor tunes, which mm -hmm. gives me a lot more improvisation aspect. Now I feel it's just a very natural process, so I don't want to go against it. So that's why Groove Toot, for example, is a lot more like R&B. Yeah. feel a lot more melodic mm -hmm. a lot more melody oriented yeah. and it's just very different from what i've done in the past but i'm still enjoying it because right. it's very different i think that's one of the, the things that i know people in my generation and uh gen z kind of talk about is that with jazz sometimes um sometimes people feel like i don't understand the form right they're mm -hmm. so used to the three minute two minute pop song um, that they don't really understand what it's like to kind of sit there and really get in the zone with the right, artist. Right. But uh -huh. what I really love about um, not only your album, but in, just in terms of the style of your playing, it, I just get completely immersed. You know, I was in an Uber and I was listening to it on the way to where I was going. And <laughs> I just, 
I had to ask the Uber to turn off his music. I had to kind of tur- put the windows up and I just had to get into that kind of cipher. And I think it's it's almost like um, I'll compare it to if you've ever been to a hip hop battle where two people are, are battling uh-huh. together. It's very much like jazz, you uh-huh. know, because it's improvisational, it's spontaneous, but there uh-huh. is, you know, if you've ever freestyled before, and I have freestyled uh-huh. one time, uh-huh. um, it's, you're thinking in terms of bars, in terms of right. sets, in terms of licks, uh-huh. and then you're uh-huh. also thinking in terms of like, what I'm setting up now is going to set up something a little bit later. So mm-hmm. you get that with jazz, you know, you get that with mm-hmm. your album. It, it's very, it's a very modern uh, um, I mean, if you like hip hop, you'll like this album too. I think, and maybe you weren't even thinking about that, right? That, that really? yeah, I, I think so uh, because really, you know, that's cool. You know, if you if you if you've ever listened to uh, hip hop yeah. from the early '90s, a lot of jazz. Mm. Gangstar mm-hmm. used a lot of jazz. Nas, oh, yeah. Nas used mm-hmm. a lot of jazz saxophone. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I played uh, saxophone and and I played drums, mm-hmm. and. I just love stuff that's very, very mm-hmm. rhythmic, but also stuff that like you can really sink your teeth into, you know, like it's mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes in terms of the state of jazz today, do you think that jazz has progressed to a point where um, it's still something that captivates people that still people go out and they're excited to listen to? They're excited to play it with your students. Do you ever have to like convince them, hey, let's play some jazz or is it people are very much uh, eager to, to dive in? You know, it's very insightful questions that you're asking. I love it. Uh-huh. I love your questions. And I have to tell you, um, well, I people have thought a lot about what jazz is over the years. Mm-hmm. Just just in definition of what jazz is, you mm-hmm. know. what. So if it's bebop, not bebop, they thought it's not jazz. Mm-hmm. And some people just like hate jazz because of whatever the reason. Right, and they right, just right. kept fighting about what is jazz then, you know. Right. And I think we kind of not there anymore. Like what is jazz and what is not. Because mm-hmm. it's so all branched out and all over the place. Sure. And sometimes we just like to use jazz. The words jazz, they love it. So whatever, if you cannot def- define in a certain way, then we say it's jazzy. And it's like mm-hmm. the character, let's just put in jazz, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my student, they love, same way, they love to use words jazz. And when they come to me and they come to Berkeley, just in general, they all want to learn jazz. Mm-hmm. And doesn't necessarily they have very specific, um, you know, person mm-hmm. in their mind or a very specific era, very specific even, even style. They don't even define what they are. Mm-hmm. They don't even know, but yeah. they just want to play jazz. Mm-hmm. And I think that or just embrace is so broad kind of a culture and um, the, the music and sound and just who we are in general. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very open-minded acceptance. Mm-hmm. So I guess people just like to use that word and whatever that means to them. So a lot of times when they come and tell me they want to learn jazz, mm-hmm. so I have to ask. So 
what do you mean by jazz? May I ask? Like, who do you listen to? Like,、mm-hmm. um, you know, like Belavance jazz jazz, or like you said, like smooth jazz musician, or right, like, right, you know,、right. someone else. I'd say, you mean them? You know, I have to like define so that I can kind of find out where they, what they really mean. Because yeah, yeah. it's, again, it's really, really broad. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing at all. It's just very different when people listen to it.、Mm-hmm. And it just really, Uh, shows the spirit of jazz,、mm-hmm. more open minded and accept a lot of different people. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, whoever, whomever they are. Yeah. As they are. Yeah. So on your album, what was like the main. I, I always think that like an artist always has like a main point or goal they're trying、mm-hmm. to get across. And when you have an album without words, or at least, you know, you minimize the singing、mm-hmm. on the words.、Um, How do you try to get that point across? I mean, what, what do you think is like the lasting message of Groove to, to the audience? It's, it's in, important that you, you ask because、uh, nowadays, all the you know, young people,、mm-hmm. like you said,、um, they don't really have a, more attention to a minute than a minute, you know,、yeah. <laughs> because your generation always s e e the capture of everything yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you know, Instagram, you know. Right, right. So, but when you think about album, When you think about the musician putting out an album, not a single,、mm-hmm. right? They have this idea of what they want to say, and every, every song in that album should be coherent and support、mm-hmm. that theme that you want to say.、Mm-hmm. And to me,、um, the groove to the number one, I came up with、uh, my own words groove plus attitude. So, groovitude.、Mm-hmm. So, what does it mean? I, I always felt,、uh, especially when I You know, when I encounter with all these people from all over the world,、mm-hmm. you know, when I teach, when I play with,、uh, everyone has their own groove.、Mm-hmm. It's so interesting.、Mm-hmm. Uh, white people, black people, Hispanic, Asian,、mm-hmm. doesn't matter.、Right. Everyone, when they listen to the music, they have the way to express their own groove.、Mm-hmm. It can be dance. And when someone else is looking at them, it can be weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't even know how to move with their right, body, right. so they jump on the top right, right. <laughs> and make people like, what are they doing?、Right. But that's their own expression. Some people would never move their body,、mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily they groove. They just groove inside. Right. You know? And some people may just literally jump up and dance, you know? So everyone's expression is very different. Right. So, What I wanted to do with the groovitude was,、uh, whatever that we have inside, no matter,、uh, dip- you know, we have all different racial, gender,、mm. uh, age, all different background, yet let's just find our own groove and enjoy. You know, you don't have to try to learn how t- you have to groove in a certain things, but Express your own freedom, you know, express and, and just enjoy,、uh, whatever that arrangement that I made with old songs that you already know, nature,、mm-hmm. you know, nature boy. Um, what else did I have? Like, uh, uh, summertime、yeah. and, and, uh, fly me to the moon,、mm-hmm. you know, all this like jazz standard, right?、Mm-hmm. But, uh, find your own groove and just simply enjoy. And then, and, and to me, jazz,、uh, came from that, The spirit. Yes. You know, you're supposed to share and enjoy.、Right. And like you said, a lot of、uh, this jazz involves, music involves, evolve.、Mm-hmm. So,、uh, like you said earlier,、uh, it became very、uh, academic.、Mm-hmm. And I think school is one of the, 
reasons that became mm-hmm. uh, jazz became very academic. Yeah. So more than groove, more than sharing, more than kind of general public, mm-hmm. we enjoy together. Now I'm studying Charlie Parker and I'm getting a PhD. Yeah, yeah, So it becomes very much like a very scholastic yeah. kind of ideas and became very heavy. Mm-hmm. So it really being away from the general public and a lot of people didn't want to listen to anymore. Right. It used to be a pop music, right? right. It used to be yeah. just go and Miles Davis, you know, Quintet and yeah. everyone just is sharing and now it changes in only teaching school mm-hmm. and I think that makes a lot of people be away it's more like it became more like a classical music mm-hmm. so it became a lot more reading too yeah, you know yeah. reading music rather than playing by ear right. so um, I think how did it change it's very interesting after the pandemic I don't know if you can still uh, you consider us having now pre-pandemic uh, during the pandemic post-pandemic Maybe it's post-pandemic where we're literally like norm now, mm-hmm. you know, normal life. I feel people wants to hear what jazz used to be like. Mm-hmm. So Samara Joy, mm-hmm. you know, like the vocal uh, or singer like Ella Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Um, that's only reason I think Groovitude was kind of one of the number 20, you know, top 20 mm-hmm. albums the radio station wanted to play. Right. I don't know if they would do that again in two years from now or right. 10 years from now. Right. But after the pandemic, people all had this two years of kind of meditation mm-hmm. and thought about who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That feels like that more natural process yeah. of what jazz became. Right. It's why I think not any other musicians, but uh, playing more of jazz standard approached more people after mm. the pandemic. That's my very personal opinion. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, jazz kind of hits its heyday in the 20s of the 1900s. Now right. we're in the 20s of the of the 20 hundreds, and uh-huh. you know, maybe jazz can make a comeback, and another Roaring Twenty can do that. Oh, yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think I think all all the time. What 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 I really love is when things go back to its roots and. When those roots are are good and still fertile, even yeah. after a hundred years, you it can know, never go wrong, never right? Never go wrong, right? Right. <laughs> and I think hey. it's so much about. Um, I mean, I know that jazz is taught now in schools and it's mm-hmm. very academic, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. got to always still be about feel, right? I mean, you can't teach oh, that. Sure. You gotta, you gotta just show somebody. It's like, um, you know, I uh, I rode in college uh, mm-hmm. for the crew team, and the coach was like, "You gotta just." feel the energy of the boat and get in Mm -hmm. line with that. It's very Taoist, Mm -hmm. you know, being with the flow and the way. And that's something Mm -hmm. that you just, you meditate on and you get better at over time. Um, Of course. And, and I think since I'm teach this young generation and I feel responsibility of what, you know, what I need to do for their lives, right? And, and student advising is a big part of my job. And I love it. I love, and I was one student, so I know what they want, what they need. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's beyond just teaching music, you know, yeah, yeah, their yeah. whole life and career. And it's exciting, you know, mm-hmm. how, when you think about it, it's, it's frustrating and f- kind of frightened as well, you know, because they're, they don't know where they're going, you know, exactly how I was when they were, when I was a teenager. But, um, uh, I would say, 
now I have my perspective of teaching also young students uh, has been changed. And I would ask my students, so, you know, how are you going to share your music with other people? And the question, I think, is very important. A lot of musicians, especially when they come to college, right, or beyond, they, again, they, when they become very academic, their question can be left out behind. Mm -hmm. And they can just go ahead and just study as, a, as a, one of the subjects, you know, and not thinking about music as something that we all got as a gift and share and just right. enjoy. Doesn't matter if it's a five year old or 50 year old, you know, but we sometimes think we are the only special people, mm -hmm. you know, uh, educated or like talented and some better snobby and <laughs> better than anyone else. But yet, no music actually, um, you can, you can communicate with anybody with your music. Yeah. And it's so important. Who cares if you just play by, for yourself only? I mean, it's a language. Don't you want to speak? you know, with other people right, and communicate right, with them, right, you know? Right. So when I ask these questions and students really thinking, start thinking, because it's something that it's not as important when you're in school. Right. You know, when you're in school, it's more important to be more uh, approved by your peers, approved by your professors who are you know, looking for something unique and something they never thought about, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, actually when you are out, you know, and go to the field, real field, you definitely need to know the tunes that people love to hear, you know, not just original. And then you definitely need to know how to make your, all the chops that you learned, but more approachable, and more, uh, you know, more sharing experience with other people. And that is a big part of doing a music, in my opinion, any kind of art form, right? Yeah. So, um, so to me, it's very important. Now, how can you still keep your creativity and being who you are and as an artist and different from anybody else, yet how to make, you know, more accessible and popular? And in other words, that you can share with more people. So you get more kind of, ex oh, at the same time, you're motivated to mm, do more. Mm. And, and it's not like you're, you know, talking to the wall and, right, you know, right. certain people understand and rest of the world doesn't really care. Right, you know? right. So I think it's like, you know, for example, Stevie Wonder music, right? How when you listen to him, it's like, basically it's a groove, right? Mm -hmm. You just stand up and dance. And you, when you start playing, you see how complicated his harmonic yeah, considerations yeah, are yeah. when you compose and arrange and and but all you understand is how fun it is mm -hmm. whomever you are right. anywhere in the world you just you know enjoy his music so to me it's like that's that's an art that's not something very easy to do no no yeah and that's a wonderful way to place it and put it and the way you you think and describe it i mean you could tell that you're someone who is not only uh, uh, authentically in jazz, but you're an authenticator of jazz. I mean, you're someone who mm -hmm. is able to um, advise other people about what really, really is uh, the core of this art form, which is really fantastic. You know, one of my final questions to you is where, where, 
where are you taking this? What's the next step in terms of your musical evolution? Um, where would you like to see yourself perform? What would you like to see yourself do? Do you have a new album? Do you have a new album in the works? What's going on with you in the future? Ah, oh, it's a it's a good question. It's <laughs> time to think about a lot of different right, things. Right. I'm personally very goal oriented person. Mm-hmm. So I always have like 10 year plan mm-hmm. and I each day I go, you know, move forward to that plan mm-hmm. and becoming like teaching at Berkeley was one of them mm-hmm. and I became and, you know, having albums and performance. So I feel like at where I am now, I, I, I have achieved what I wanted to achieve mm-hmm. in the future. Where am I going? I, it, it might be a little funny to say, but um, I said one time to one of my friends, I say, I really don't want to have a goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is interesting because I never live that way. Mm-hmm. And only reason I would say is because I really want to see where I can go beyond my ability, mm-hmm. beyond of my dream. Mm-hmm. If I say, if I say something, I can only achieve that. So now my goal is, let's do not heaven and see how far I can go. Okay, great. <laughs> it's very interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, I have recording uh, grant I received, which I very appreciate. Mm. So I will have my recording uh, during summer. Okay. So I'm very excited about that. And every time when I listen to these albums, now I'm listening to a lot of foreplay, mm. uh, snarky puppy, mm. uh, and all different kinds of music. I'm listening to classical music. And mm. I'm just like so excited about every single thing when I listen to these albums. And I'm dreaming like, wow, my album should be like the way it should be like. Every day I have a different dream, you know? Right. So I do not know until actually I go into the studio and have actual thing going on. Mm-hmm. But um, that's all I can tell you, you know, when you say, where am I going? I would like to see myself now rather than, okay, I want to be this. I want to do this, you know? Um, I really want to put myself in where that I don't know. But let's see where the life takes me. And maybe I can achieve something beyond than I thought I can. So I really want to see beyond my boundaries and and limitations. That's great. It's a very stark way of looking at life. Um, (laughs) Anybody who's a fan of the podcast knows that I'm a a very big uh, stoic. And I I feel like you always have to be open-minded to your Uh own evolution, going places that you never really imagined Mm -hmm. they would go. And mm-hmm. uh, like Marcus Aurelius, you wake up every day and you you attack it like um, the only thing that really matters is what's in your control. And mm-hmm. and that's what's great about jazz is that it sounds like it's out of control, but it's totally in the maestro's control. So mm-hmm. to play life that way is is really smart and really uh, um, ambitious, too. And I want to tell you, um, I just I, um, this group to the particular had a lot of personal uh, you know, attachment mm-hmm. to me because uh, I dedicate to my father okay. who passed away, away a few years ago my with a battling cancer. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was there um, until the last minute of his life mm-hmm. on earth. Mm-hmm. And I would say because I experienced what was like mm-hmm. so close to death. Mm-hmm. Now I've my perspective, the way I live, you know, and my the way I live rest of my life, I think has been changed. Yeah. And I have a lot more 
I would say uh, I can see things more openly,、mm-hmm. you know, rather than only think about this every step <laughs> right, <laughs> and right, try right. to just make, you know, and and just the、uh, tube somewhere, you know.、Right. I think life is a lot bigger. Right. So that's what I was saying.、Uh, when you sometimes experience something, you know.、Uh, Serious like that, you know, it make you think, it make you even hit you with your own identity, you know, who you are, and then you start thinking about life differently. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a really good thing. It's because,、um, you know, Herbie Hancock once said,、uh, even that caliber of musician, he said, I'm not a musician. I'm just a person who just doing music. Right. Right. It's amazing. And、right. he also said, jazz has a very.、Uh, Short history, but long future.、Mm. So I think that embraces a lot of what I want to say. So if you, as the people who are listening to, I hope they think the same way. So rather than just what they are doing,、uh, if you just go beyond and look at the life a little bit bigger way, there's so many different opportunities. Right, so right. many different opportunities, and I talk to my students as well. You know, they get scared. You know, when they come to Berkeley and、mm. see this amazing musician, like I'm never gonna be able to make it, and they just want to quit it.、Mm. You know, once I thought that way too,、mm. and I say, well, find your own spot、mm. in the big, enormous music field.、Right. You will find it.、Right. What is it? That's What you have to find out in four years and few years of your experience here, you know,、right. which is very important because if you think music is just too hard to do it, I think other fields will be the same way. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're never gonna find your own spot in the whole this whole world. Right. So I think、uh, it sums up what I'd like to say about my、uh, new album, where I'm going forward from here. Um, and I hope I can come back and have another conversation maybe next time with you and know where I am and we can have a great conversation again. Sure, sure. Thank you so much. Thank you.、And、to our fans, thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna say goodbye now, but you know, from our guest and from me, remember we're better when we trend together. Remember to like, share, and subscribe the podcast. For our new members who are listening to us, I want to thank you for joining. Check out the whole catalog. We've got about three years of information materials.、So、that's great and. Uh, yeah. So from Hayrim John, I want to say thank you. And、uh, any last words for our audience? Any last words? Well, check out my website,、okay. <laughs> and maybe I will update more things what I do and share more things. And life moves on, right? So my website, myname.com, hayrimjohn.com, and I would love to find out other people what they're doing. So I like to meet the social media and be connected and finding out what other people do with their amazing life. Awesome, awesome,、so. great! Yeah, let's get connected. <laughs> All right, thank you, trenders, and we'll see you next time.